Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You were created to serve God. Of course, some people have that gift as well, in a different way, in a bigger way. But every one of us are created to serve God. Understand, we're stewards of these gifts. God gave us grace gifts so we can be channels to reach people in the body. That's how we function together. And obviously then to bless our world. In our American society, there is an amazing amount of importance given to celebrities. They're thought to be smarter, better looking, what they say is paid attention to more often. This seems to have had an effect on the church. We, who are the members of Christ's body, his bride, think of ourselves as unimportant simply because we don't have that spark of position or riches or whatever it is we think we lack. Pastor Mark will be teaching us that God's ways of doing things are not only not the world's ways, they are 180 degrees opposite. He will encourage us to change the way we look at ourselves and think about ourselves more like God does. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he finishes his message, Every Christ Follower Has Been Gifted to Serve and Change Their World. But when you have your gift and you use it, it brings fulfillment to you and it makes everybody else go, wow, okay. Now, let me give you an example. Our guest services people are at the door. And here comes a family, and you'll see how it is in a minute. Here comes a family, and they're they're walking in, and here's a mom with three kids. And the guest service people, he stands out there, and he he looks, and he says, or she looks, and she and the, and the person, the guest service people, has to say this. Uh, is, there, is there a children's ministry? Yes. You go down the hall to the left, turn to the right, two more turns to the left, and over here is the uh, children's ministry. Have a nice service. That person's fired before they start. Am I going to have them? They don't have the gift of what? Guest services. They don't have that gift. What should that person do when that mom came in with three kids? Good morning. Good to have you. I can see from your face you're kind of lost around here. Let me show you. I'm going to take you and your children over to the kids' ministry, and they're going to love the service. It could be fantastic. You come on in here and watch, and they take it over there. How much think that's a little better than the other way? Now, that fulfilled them. That fulfilled them, and it blessed the woman. So we're all different different gifts. I heard a pastor say this. I have the gift of pastoring. You can obviously he does. He's an amazing teacher. And then he says this, but I would never have been called to the kids ministry. He said, if I was called to the kid ministry to go into that room, I need lots of duct tape. And I'm thinking, I don't even want to think about that. Really? What is that? You can't be 
somebody God hasn't gifted you to be. You have to be who God's gifted you to be. And we're all equal. Doesn't matter. We're all equal. Now, Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Paul says, whenever a man comes from God, whatever gift comes, it's called a charismata. It simply means this. Given to a man by God, which the man himself could not have acquired or attained. Well, I'm going to work real hard and have that gift. Of what You can't do that. None of us can do that. So here's what I want you to write this morning. As you're thinking about your gifting, we didn't choose our gift. We don't deserve our gift. It's a grace gift from God to each of us. That eliminates pride for any of us. Well, I'm better than you because I'm a leader. Has nothing to do with it. Zero. Now, all three types of gifts are grace gifts. They're not natural talents, but a gift that comes from God. They're actually supernatural. God gifts us to be able to do that. Using our gift, as I said, fulfills me, and it, it allows me to be used to expand the kingdom of God. Now, look at verse 12. Let's read these. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Now, I don't want you to write all this down. I just want to show you what it is. And I want your attention right now. Some of you don't know how to figure out what your motivational gift is. These seven that I'm looking at right here, these seven, you have one of these. So you can go online, calvaryccm.com. Go to volunteering section and you go right down and you'll see a spiritual gift test. It's free. You just click on it and take it. And that will help you determine what gift you have. We also have some of that in our starting point when it gets started again after January. We go through and have that. But I encourage you to do that because I I can't remember how many paid questions it is, but it's free and it helps you determine which of these seven you have. Now, most people have more than one of these seven, kind of a small mixture, but one will always rise up. Not talking about the other kind of gifts, but one will always rise up. These motivational gifts shape us, our personality, and they motivate us. We want to do what we're gifted to do. That's why they're called motivational gifts. Prophecy, inspired teacher, serving, ministering to others, teaching, good communicator, exhortation, and encourager, somebody that has that gift to do that. Giving, they're generous. They're going to be hospitable people. They love being around people and giving uh, of their time and talents and money. Leading. Of course, in leading, you have somebody that has to direct and rule. You have to make decisions. And of course, God helps us to do that. And mercy, that compassionate person that's always there. Now, I want to show you how this works. And it will make sense to you because I'm going to expand this just a little bit. Now, someone has defined it like this. Your gifts color what you see. So it's like this. If I have the gift of mercy and I see someone 
trying to get in from the parking lot here or finding a seat and they can't, and maybe they're uh, disadvantaged, can't find the seat. If I have that gift of mercy, I immediately see that and I'm going to go over there and try to help. If I have the gift of leadership and I'm in a class and they're trying to figure out how to organize it and where to put it and whatever time and they're struggling, that they, I just see that. I go, here, I can help. That's one of my gifts. I can't do that, but I can help you with it. So what you see when you see people in needs and whatever is defined by your gift. That's why we're all different. And when you see that, you head over there naturally to fix that situation. Now, let me show you what that looks like. By the way, if that's all you remember from this teaching, okay, let's move on from that, okay. Watch me. I'm going to share this with you. A prophet. A prophet is a person that's pretty much black and white. Everything is right here like this. There's good and bad. That's it. Well, that's good, but sometimes it, you know, how many know things are kind of gray sometimes? And so they can be really harsh. So you have to have other people to balance them. A server always notices opportunities to serve people. A teacher, what's a teacher interested in? Basically, truth. To teach you truth. An exhorter. An exhorter is someone that always is encouraging people. I have the gift of teaching. I have the gift of encouragement. Some of you don't think that, but I do. (laughs) I'm always challenging you to be what God made you to be. See, we live below what God made you to be. You have unlimited potential with God, every single one of you. Not with others' gift, but with your gift. That's one of my gifts. By the way, how many of us like to be encouraged? I like to be encouraged. You do too, because the world beats us up. Next, the giver. They're always looking for ways to invest their time and talents and giving to situations. And that's what happens in the church. Some of you think, I don't have the gift of giving. You're going to see that later. No, everyone has the gift of giving because you're going to be evaluated by how you gave financially and with your gift and whatever. There's two things that all of us have. The gift of giving, because God so loved the world, he gave. That's the nature you were given. The second one is, all of us have the gift, and you see it in a moment, to serve. Pastor Mark, I don't have a serving gift. Oh, yes, you do. Both of those are universal. Now, the leader, what's the leader have? Broad vision. Not from them, from God. A year ago, God put on my heart to start, simply not only this church many years ago, but to start our prayer culture, fasting and praying the first of the year. We're going to do that again in January. It changed our whole church. That vision wasn't for me. That was vision from God. So a leader has that, that vision, and he will grasp the overall situation. Sometimes we have to make a lot of hard decisions. All behind the scenes, you don't need to know it. Nobody talks about it. It's just we need God's wisdom. And those with the mercy gift, they're always looking for wounded people. How can I help? What can I do? Now, isn't it amazing? We need all of those gifts. We need all of you as people. And most of the time, as I said, we have those gifts. It's not exhaustive. Sometimes there's a gift of helps that we see, people that are always there. So I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. Those seven gifts which you have won are divided into two kinds of things. 1 Peter, you see right, is almost to the book of Revelation. Chapter 4, verse 11. Here we go. I'll wait till you get there just a second. If anyone speaks, circle the word, speaks, he should do it as one 
speaking the very words of God. So this is the speaking gifts. If anyone serves, this is the doing gifts, he should do it with the strength God provides. So that in all things, whether speaking or serving, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So let's take a look. You don't need to write it, but this shows you that those seven gifts, and again, you're going to have a mixture of those gifts. You very well may have one of the speaking and the doing. That's kind of a normal thing, but one will kind of raise to the top. So speaking gifts, what's the purpose of that? Always speaking in a church is about truth. Telling truth and telling about God and his grace. It's always talking about God, never talking about man. It's talking about what God has done for us. So it expands the word of God. It's all about the word of God. And so what are those gifts? Prophecy, teaching, exhorting, leading. I'm basically those three, along with Ephesians 4, is where God has gifted me. I'm not too much a prophet. I'm not too much black and white. So that's a, a negative thing for me. Sometimes I have to trust somebody more that way. But you know, and this is, I believe, is biblical. We want to be a church that's known for what we're for, not what we're against. Because why would people want to come here? But there's a danger in that. As you see some churches today, no names will be mentioned, except Texas and a few things like that. And <laughs> you will see people that never mention the word sin. And they have massive churches. Well, I'm sorry, that's not truth. If I don't mention sin, how can I mention Savior? So you have to be careful. Now, here's the next Here's the doing gifts, doing gifts, showing God's grace in action. It's not just talking about do, know the word, do the word, expanding the work of God. Now, serving, giving, showing mercy, that's doing. It's, it's touching people's lives. We're here as a family to do that. Now, let me give you this next little statement. Here's three things you can do with your gifts. You can use your gift. You can neglect your gift, or you can abuse your gift. Using our motivational gifts moves us from spectators sitting here every weekend, or every third weekend you come, or whatever. You just sit, you come. We're glad to have you. It's wonderful. But you're no use to the kingdom of God. God gifted you to serve, not only in here, but outside. See, motivational gifts change us from spectators into active servers in the God here and then outside. But the church suffers today of two things. Many Christians don't know they have a gift. Now, some of you are new, and of course you don't know you have a gift because you never heard it before. So we're trying to teach you. So it's right on. It's not a problem. But then many others know that they're supposed to have a gift, but they don't study it, they don't look for it, and they never use their gift. So I can, I can use my gift. Thousands of you do that. Thank you. I can neglect my gifts. Some of you obviously do that. And what do I mean by abuse my gift? Well, Pastor Mark, I'll serve when God gives me that gift. You'll never serve. You're not the head. He's the head. Don't be jealous of somebody else's gift. That's pride. Know your gift, use your gift, and do it with excellence. In fact, that's exactly 
Look at the last part of verse 11. Look what Peter says. Using our gifts. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, the power forever and ever. Amen. What is the purpose of using our gift? I want everybody to write this down. Christ followers humbly use their gifts to make God look good. When I was in Brussels and I went to the church to speak, I went up and I said to the people, I'm here so you'll understand. Not to try to make me look good. I'm here to make God look good. I pretty much always say that because I don't want people looking at me. I'm not anything special. I'm just a servant of God. And I want to challenge you this morning. Your gift is not about you. It's about God. That's what this church is about. We came to worship God. It's a grace gift. You didn't earn it. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I'm pretty gifted. Not this gifted. This was given to you. I'm not talking about your intelligence and all the rest of that stuff and gifted. This is a spiritual gift that God gave to you. By the way, everything else you have is a gift from God as well. So we're not here to upgrade man. We're here to lift up God. There is no one like him. We sang it this morning. So make sure when you're doing that, there's never a reason to be proud of your gift. God hates pride. We want to be humble. I can only use my gift if God strengthens me. Now, here's where the other things come in. Look at 1 Peter 4.10. You're right close by. Look at it. Each one, every single one of you, talking to every single person listening to me here, each one should use whatever gift he has received, circle it, to serve others. Faithfully administering God's grace in various forms. What is the statement to us? Here it is. Every Christ follower has the God-given gift to serve. You were created to serve God. Of course, some people have that gift as well in a different way, in a bigger way. But every one of us are created to serve God. Understand, we're stewards of these gifts. God gave us grace gifts so we could be channels to reach people in the body. That's how we function together. And obviously then to bless our world. Next thing I want you to write is this. Every gift, though different, is useful and needed. Every part of your body is useful and needed. All different. But for it to function in unity, they have to all be working at the same time. Sometimes there's amazing little things that happen in our bodies. Some people have to have oblations of their heart because the, the beating isn't correct. It goes crazy or whatever, and they have to go in and kill some cells in there because the cells kind of went on their own way. And they have to just, they just kind of roast it out, and it gets your timing back in your heart. But see, this church has to operate in unity. Even though we're all different, every one of you are needed. Every single Christ follower is needed. Now, when you think of that, we then function as a team. We're not sitting in the sidelines. We're out here. 
and we can expand the kingdom of God. Jesus chose 12 disciples, every one of those 12, very different. Let me ask you a question, see if you know this one. Who had the speaking gift of the 12 disciples? Big mouth, Peter. No question about it, right? Put his mouth open, put his foot in it. That was Peter. That's what happens with us. He had that kind of gift. The other guys were different. They had different ways to serve, but they were all needed to go together. So think about this. As you're here, I just want to challenge you this morning. Thank you for growing and maturing to be more like Jesus. Thanks for getting out of the seats and getting into real life. Let me challenge you this morning. If you don't know your gift, get online. Call the office. We'll help you. We also have, uh, I think, a a gift uh, kind of survey you can buy in the bookstore. It's it's inexpensive. Or you can do the one online. Uh, Thanks for knowing your gift. Thanks for thousands of you that know your gift and you're using your gift and celebrate that gift. And uh, I just want to say to you this morning, thank you. Because when people come here, they know after a few minutes, this church is not about us. It's about him. Thank you for making God look good. Of course, it's all of us working together. And I applaud you. It's a privilege to serve you. It's a privilege to lead you. It's a gift from God. Even though you probably don't think it, I'm a gift to you. (laughs) And you're all a gift to me. Every one of you. Every one of you are a gift to me. By the way, all our pastors are a gift to you. They're amazing Men that have laid their life down for you. Every one of them. Amen. Are we special? No. See, when you don't operate your gift, it hurts the body of Christ. When you do, it's a huge blessing. I wrote this kind of when I was flying back. And I would just go through it. And I'm going to finish about a minute early. Could I hear an amen? (laughs) What is God's goal for our church? Really, for any church. Here it is. A vibrant, which means living, active. Church family who are growing, we're loving, and we're serving one another, every one of them, with their gifts in the church, but in the community. We have so many outreaches touching the world. You know, I I don't have the pictures, I don't have time today. Some of the guys in our men's ministry went and played softball with the prisoners. Amen. You say, is that like really real? Of course it is. We're touching people's lives. Where would Jesus be? He'd be pitching that ball, baby. He'd be right there. Don't get a funky picture of Jesus. He loved being around sinners. I'm glad he did. (laughs) Because that's why you're here. It's funny to sometimes think that we can be used by Almighty God to help affect change in the world. But as Pastor Mark is taught, it's not because we did it in our own strength. God is working in and through us to achieve what He wants to accomplish, both in the world and in our lives. Our responsibility is to do everything we can to be faithful to His calling and to obey Him when He calls. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue to speak about the 72 disciples that have now returned to Jesus. We'll hear what they had to say in Jesus' response to them. Pastor Mark will remind us that what Scripture shows is that Jesus is always teaching His disciples, trying to get them to understand Him and His will better and in a deeper way. May we hear Jesus' words as well. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.